yeah, there was a uh, kid younger than me wanting to umpire. You know, it's a it's a novel thing to do. It's fun, but uh, yeah, put him in his place. Oh, we could, we could fly. Well, it's umpires round this weekend in the Territory Footy League where we as a footballing community take some time to thank those that allow us to keep the game going. Well, uh, we wouldn't have a game without the umpires. Yeah, 100,000% there, Steve. Thanks for joining me again this week. Unfortunately, we have to record this over Zoom because of uh, weather issues. But I'm Toby and this is the Territory Footy Podcast, the only podcast where you can grab all your news and information about the Northern Territory Footy League in a bite-sized program. Steve, um, it is uh, umpires round, so I thought I'd bring up, you've got a bit of experience umpiring, isn't that? Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, I've done a bit of uh, umpiring, goal umpiring boundary for uh, some local footy games. Is there anything there that, that stands out for you before I bring up what I've got written down? Oh, just, I guess, some of the close calls when uh, doing goal umpire, uh, whether it's hitting the post or a touched one where you call it and others see it differently. Might uh, cop a bit of abuse there, but other than that, it's, uh, it's a pretty good part of the game. I've, um, I, I do know this for a fact because you, you told me, actually, but uh, you essentially edged a, a kid who was younger than you out of doing the boundary umpiring. Because what you just wanted to feel like a bit of a bit of an alpha or something. What was that's a bit that's a bit poor from you, Steve. Uh, I wouldn't say that exactly, but yeah, there was a uh, kid younger than me wanting to umpire. You know, it's a it's a novel thing to do. It's fun, but uh, yeah, put him in his place. Made sure I got to do it because uh, I've been doing it did it most weeks that year. So yeah. Yeah, well, that was um, that was one of the uh, the joys that I learnt from you as we uh, team managed that local team this year. That was pretty fun. Uh, unfortunately, you didn't get the uh, the umpires top back out this year, though. You sort of you did us a bit dirty when we didn't have an umpire available. Yeah, well, uh, I've played my part these past few years. I think it's time for you to pull your weight, and I know you did this year. Put on the uh, the green umpire top a couple times and uh, I know you copped a, a bit of abuse in your time. I did um, yeah well since you since you touched on it, I'll bring I'll uh, talk about it we um, yeah there was there was a, a game that wasn't tied in the score if you recall Steve it was a blowout and um, I was umpiring with with a league official umpire and and uh, I was copying a bit of abuse throughout the game a bit of there was a there was a few players that were getting a bit lippy to me and uh there was one call that I, I probably should have called the free kick for um, the away team, and I didn't. I said play on. I've gone benefit of the doubt, but looking back, I should have called it. And um, and then I've called a, a free kick for the home side, which is the team we were team managing of. This isn't because I was being biased, but it was a genuine high conduct yeah, or yeah. rough conduct or something. And uh, and then I've copped abuse from the player on the mark. So I said, I'm not copying this. It was the last quarter. It was already blowing. I said, I'm just going to make a point here because um, I'm a volunteer. And, uh, and I started copying abuse from the opposition's bench. 
So I called 25 meters and then that's when it kicked off. It was, it was brutal, Steve. I, I think you might remember that, but it was just, uh, it was horrible. And then there was the other game I umpired that had clash jumpers, which didn't help. But yeah, that, you sort of stitched me up both weeks to umpire there, which um, was okay because uh, we do appreciate our umpires. And, and like we said, we wouldn't have a game if it weren't for them. And now we'll head into the Territory Footy Newsroom. Uh, yeah, so a, a quieter one than last episode, um, or the last two episodes, uh, as we're starting to get into the swing of the season. Um, but probably the biggest one is that former North Melbourne player Matt Campbell, he'll play his 100th NTFL game this weekend. He, he did play about 80 games for North Melbourne, but it's uh, he's been a really good addition to the Darwin Buffaloes. Uh, the next one is the rising star for the week from NT News was Wade Perkson from Nycliffe. 71% uh, kicking efficiency, 78% handball efficiency. Got 16 disposals, so a pretty good night out for young Wade. Um, and finally, plenty of AFL stars are up in the top end at the moment. Uh, Steve, we've got... Uh, the Bonts and and uh, Jamari Hagen as well as uh, another mix of Bulldogs players. Joe Danaher's been up at St. Mary's. Those Bulldogs players are up in the Tewi Islands, which is good to see. But plenty of AFL stars escaping COVID and going on a holiday, which is is great to see. And hopefully the rest of us can get up there pretty soon and, and get travelling around the country. Um, but that, that leads me into top-end thoughts where We'll give you our opinions and our takeaways from the weekend's games. Steve, why don't you uh, roll us off with the first one? Yeah, first one here, Nightcliff bounced back. Yeah, um, well, they, they did bounce back. They had that, that upset loss in round one uh, against the Saints. And um, I'll go into, let me get to the review of the game a bit more. But yeah, Nightcliff looks really good against Waratah on, on Saturday night. I think it was, it was... It was a, a real dominant display. It was almost 40 points or almost 50 points or something. It was an unreal win. Um, the next one we've got, what's that one, Steve? Uh, Darwin Draw conceding five goals in the last quarter. Yeah, well, I, I remember speaking to you before the game and I think you said something that was your game of the round. It was uh, a draw on Sunday night, which was unreal. They they let through five in the last term and they were, they were really... Inaccurate, but I do still like the buffs. They're still top of the ladder. I still do like them. Um, but yeah, that was that was a big takeaway that if they weren't as inaccurate and, and their defense hadn't been essentially dead, it looked really hot there on Sunday. But if if their defense had put on one last quarter and they would have won that game comfortably. Yeah, and the uh, last one here, Tiwi lose, but they still look good. Yeah, they did, didn't they, Steve? They um They've lost another game now on their closest margin, but uh, they they still looked they still looked pretty good. They were very flashy, very creative. It's it's so exciting to see. I mean, um, a team full of young um, uh, Indigenous or First Nation players from uh, the Tiwi Islands. They are so exciting to watch. They're so quick. They're so silky. They're just an unreal team. And I think it's only matter of time before they win a game. Well, there were four exciting games this weekend in the uh, NTFL. 
uh, with the winless Tiwi still without a positive result going down to the Palmerston Magpies. What happened at Kazali's Arena? Um, yeah, well, Palmy dominated early. Tiwi were beaten off the halfback and they had a really slow start to the game. They, they did manage to bounce back late in that first quarter and into that second quarter. They kicked four in a row and began to punish the inaccurate Palmerston. Um, and Palmerston making a lot of mistakes in that back end of that second quarter. Like I said in top end thoughts that the Tiwi, they just look too classy. They look too flashy for big periods of this game. Um, but it was in, particularly in that last quarter, Tiwi were going forward. They couldn't do much wrong, but it was when it was going up the other end that that tall Palmerston forward line, they had a strong premiership quarter in that third quarter and they, they had begun to kick away. My biggest takeaway from that game is that Tiwi need to string four quarters together. So they string four quarters together, not three or two and a half like they did this game. They're winning more games this year than they're probably losing, to be honest. That's a big call, but uh, they're probably doing that. Um, that's probably what's hurting them, is that they can't string a whole a whole game together. So it was Palmerston 13-18-96 on top of Tiwi's 11-9-75 at Cazales Arena on Saturday. Well, uh, the Premiers got their first win after their round one loss. Uh, it was a Nightcliff team that returned home for the first time since the 3 P. How good were they? Yeah, they were They were pretty good. The Battle of the Beaches, uh, a, a rivalry that dates back to the 70s, and it um, it didn't disappoint. The, the only thing that did actually disappoint me was we, we lost the broadcast for the for a big chunk of the first quarter. Probably a good, probably lost a good 10 minutes, 13 minutes of that first quarter because the, the broadcast just kept cutting in and out and it was a big chunk it was cut out for. But, but uh, from what I did see of the first quarter, it was close. Nycliffe kicked four in a row. They were they were too good in this game and they kept the foot on the gas for for large periods of this game and they just did not show any sort of mercy, any sort of mercy rather. Um, Robbie Turnbull for the Tars, he was a diamond in the rough. He was their stand. I think he kicked four himself or something, the great man. So the the Nightcliff Tigers are, are too good and and hopefully they're, they're now back in form because, you know, you shouldn't have a, a bad year after winning a three-peat. But um, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't too many options going forward for uh for the Waratah footy club it ended up Nightcliff 12 12 84 playing Waratah 7 7 49 yeah this was a thousand percent uh my game of the round a draw on a Sunday night uh the Buffs and the Crocs couldn't be split what was the story at Kazali's yeah well it was uh the second game of the round at Kazali's Arena all the games being played out in the suburbs and yeah, obviously Melbourne time, it ended up being a Sunday night game, which was a nice way to spend the end of the weekend watching two pretty good sides go out at Darwin and the Crocs. But yeah, I, I did miss the first 15 minutes because there was no stream available. Um, NT News just didn't put up. And I guess I've got my own uh, opinions towards NT News's uh, broadcast of of the NTFL, which which is mostly positive, but uh, there are definitely a few things they could fix up. And um, if anyone's listening from NT News, get in touch because uh, I, I do have a few ideas. But uh, anyway, going to the game, Darwin was strong. Um, some districts were, they just kept at them. They didn't get blown out of the water and and they just didn't allow to get, uh, get beaten in this game. It was definitely their game to win. Uh, sorry, it was definitely... 
um, Darwin's game to lose, rather. Actually, it was a very, very physical game. The bus couldn't blow them away at all the crocs. Uh, inaccuracy was uh, was a big problem. It was uh, a team for Darwin that just they just couldn't string two goals together. They just kept kicking behind, kept getting rushed behind. But, uh, yeah, the crocs were perfect in front of goals. And uh, a draw, Steve. How exciting is that in, in round two? 12-12-84, Darwin played. 13-6-84 Southern Districts. Yeah, very exciting there. But uh, on the other hand, uh, the Wanderers and the Saints played off uh, on Saturday uh, for the Territory footy match of round two, and it was a blowout, Toby. Yeah, well, we um, obviously saw this game first on being on the Saturday, and it was a blowout for to kick off the round. And then we ended the round with a draw, which is... Uh, yeah, well, it's it's the exciting thing about territory footy, but uh, yeah, St Mary's. One thing I picked up from them is I can it. They kick seven goals four from stoppages, which is unreal. Imagine if that that number was nine goals two. You know, they're blowing teams out of the water. They've just not they knocked off Nightcliff in round one, uh, who coming off three p. They knocked off Wanderers. I did think would be in that that middle of the pack, but didn't think they'd be losing by. Uh, almost 50 points to St. Mary's. Um, another thing for St. Mary's, they had a five-goal second quarter. That's what separated the two teams. The Saints were, were too good in that second quarter, and, and it was led by their skipper, Nathaniel uh, Paredes. He had 29 touches, kicked three. Uh, Lockyer Jr. kicked four, and it was um, St. Mary's day. They were just unstoppable. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that was an unreal game. And, then yeah, the draw... As well, were definitely my two favourite games of the weekends. Well, we've uh, we've now reviewed last week's games. We're going to give a quick preview of this weekend's games, and it's Super Saturday, Steve. Three games at TIO Stadium. What's the story this weekend? Yeah, well, yeah, the first game at TIO is St Mary's versus the Bombers at uh, two p.m. Then Southern Districts and Waratah at 4pm at Norbuilt Oval. Then the third game at TIO, the Wanderers versus Nightcliffe at 4.30pm. And the third game at TIO, uh, the Buffaloes versus the Magpies at 7pm. Yeah, so uh, two, uh, three games, sorry, at TIO Stadium. Like I said, and, and uh, when I was doing my tips this weekend, it was, uh, it was pretty tough to pick. Winner. I think the first game there, St. Mary's and Tiwi Bombers game was pretty simple. I've gone St. Mary's to win in that one. The next one, Southern Districts and Waratah. I'm going to go the Crocs. I think it's their time now to win. They look strong against the Buffs um, to, to get that draw on Sunday. And Waratah, I don't know. They, they had a 70-point win round one. I don't know. It, there's something about them that... that uh, is obviously a bit inconsistent. I think the Crocs get up in that one. Then in that Wanderers Nightcliff game, it, it's hard to go past Nightcliff. I think you'd probably agree with me there, Steve. Um, as a bit of a Nightcliff sympathizer, uh, I think it's the Tigers who will get up over the Wanderers. And then in that last game, I've gone Darwin over Palmerston, but I would not be surprised if Palmerston get up. I'm, I'm more than happy to get that one, that one wrong. Um, in saying that, I do like Darwin, but but uh, yeah, the Magpies they didn't look all too bad against Tiwi. Obviously, they won, and and the Buffaloes had a draw. But 
Um, so, yeah, those are my four tips for this weekend's Action of Fleet. Well, thank you for joining us for another week of Territory Footy here on the Territory Footy Podcast. Yeah, really looking forward to uh, this week's games, especially the Wanderers and Nightcliffe game. Yeah, well, um, well, of course you are. And, and hopefully next week uh, we don't have to record this on Zoom, but that's okay. Enjoy this weekend's a footy. I'm looking forward to the Darwin and Palmerston game at 7 on Saturday night in prime time at TIO Stadium. Stay updated with all the action at Territory underscore footy on Instagram. Oh, we could, we could fly. Da, 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 da.